0: Welcome to Comics in Christ. Your name is.
1: Rick Davis. Your name is.
0: Michael Davis. And it is once again time to look at the world of popular culture, movies, music, television programs, comic books.
1: All of the above.
0: All of the above. Through the eyes (laughs) of Christ. Welcome, one of all. Your name is. Are you okay? Your name is.
1: Rick Davis. We already did this.
0: What's my name?
1: Michael Davis.
0: And welcome to Comics and Christ, your one-stop shop for the world of popular culture through the eyes of Christ. Are we ever gonna start the show?
1: I don't know.
0: Big Rick, please explain to the View listeners. This new plague-filled device that exists in our house that has been sucking our attention since Tuesday. Tuesday.
1: Disney Plus?
0: November 12th. Disney Plus. I have been having a really good time with Disney Plus. What has been your... uh, what has been your your favorite so far?
1: My favorite so far, I like the original shows. I really like The Mandalorian, High School Musical, and Encore, and all the Pixar stuff. I really like the originals. But what I've been doing a lot is going through the stuff that I watched a lot as a kid, like whether on Disney Channel or just like chilling out And I found a movie. Like I'm looking for all of those and watching them.
0: Uh what shows are on there that you watched as a kid? I I, I didn't find Jojo Circus. No. I haven't no. found the Wiggles on there.
1: The Zack and Cody's on there. Is Zack
0: and Cody on there? Like Both of them. Sweet Life on Deck and the, the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, they're both yes, on there. Yes, they're
1: both on there. Awesome. That's so Ravens on there, a bunch of like or er, like movies that came out.
0: Can I tell you what really frustrates me? Yeah. Phineas and Ferb in the Fourth Dimension and Phineas and Ferb Marvel Crossover are all on there. But you know what's not on there?
1: Phineas and Ferb? Phineas
0: and Ferb.
1: I didn't know that.
0: I can't find it. If it's on there and I can't find it, then you are about to make me a very happy person. But that's not what we're talking about today. Oh, we're not? So when I was... My favorite thing that I've been doing since that I started watching... The Disney Plus app is I, so our and I already messed up at it. I wanted to watch all of the Marvel movies in chronological order, not not release order, but chronological order. Is Phineas and Ferb really on there? Yeah. How come I couldn't find it? I don't
1: know. You have to because sometimes they'll like have things labeled like Disney Channel stuff, but not everything will be on there. So you have to search it. They have their old shorts. They're like they would interview. Oh my people.
0: gracious! The the Phineas and Ferb interview shows on there. Jack Correct. Black, Seth, Seth Rogen,
1: Tony Hawk, Taylor Swift.
0: Who's that old man?
1: I don't know. Neil Patrick Harris.
0: <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, not who we were talking about, by yeah. the way. But cool. So Phineas and Ferb is on there. But now we're going to start leading into our conversation point, which has been I wanted to start watching the Marvel movies, and and, and I wanted to watch them in chronological order. And when I did that, in my mind, I started to think release order, but that is actually not what I wanted to do. (laughs) So I've already watched Iron Man. I've already watched about half of Iron Man 2, and I realize that I've already messed up. <laughs> because what should I have done if I was trying to watch the stories chronologically? You
1: should have started with Captain America, should, the First Avenger. Should
0: have started Captain America, First Avenger, and then, then the second movie should have been
1: Captain Marvel.
0: Captain Marvel because it takes place in the eighties,
1: nineties,
0: nineties. Because Kevin, because there's the Mallrats reference, it's yeah. the nineties, and then Iron Man. Yeah. So now i got to watch him release order. <laughs> but I noticed something. And I want to talk about this as our faith thing today. I want to talk about the social conscience of Tony Stark. So if you look at Tony Stark. And Tony Stark is, is, is presented as a narcissistic alcoholic. Yes. That's how he's presented. And he's very narcissistic. Very self-serving. But if you look at the things that Tony Stark does and the things that shape Tony Stark's life, Tony Stark is a very social minded person. And I, I, I noticed it in one movie, and we're going to talk about these in order. Okay. I noticed it in one movie, but I didn't even click in my mind because I honestly, I'm going to tell you, when I watched Iron Man 1 on Disney Plus, I really think, I honestly think, it was the first time I ever saw Iron Man 1.
1: Really? I I, really,
0: I think it's, it's the first on time I ever TV watched it.
1: TV all the time. Hey,
0: you know what, though? Do you know how much I actually watch TV? Oh,
1: yeah.
0: It's on in the background. It's, it's whatever you and MCD are distracted by so I can do my work. Even when I'm here, I'm working. So I don't really watch TV. <laughs> I mean, lately, even with wrestling... What do I do when I'm watching wrestling? I, I, I fast forward to the result, I watch the promo, I fast forward to the result, I watch a promo. promo. Yeah. So I'm not even like really watching wrestling anymore. But now I'm in the gym and I've been watching these Iron Man movies. And I watched Iron Man 1 and I realized, wow, this has to be the first time I've ever seen this. Because there are a lot, there's a lot of decisions that Tony Stark makes. And they're very social minded. So you you and I have kind of discussed this slightly, and you are you've already shared the first one with me. Yeah. So what is the first actions of social care that Tony Stark steps out and does in the first movie?
1: He uh, shuts down his weapons industry, his weapons. Oh, would you say weapons branch? of his, Stark Industries. His
0: arms. His arms dealing.
1: Arms dealing of Stark Industries. Even though he wasn't
0: an undercover arms dealer, right?
1: No. He was, it was, he was.
0: He kinda, was given an award. For he was above it. ground. Yeah. It was Jeff Bridges' character that I don't know his name, but Jeff, who was his dad's buddy, right? Yeah. He was the one doing the underground dirty stuff, right?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: But what happens?
1: He shuts it down because of all the harm it's doing to everyone.
0: He realizes this underground stuff is going on, and he shuts it down. And it even boils into the creation of what becomes Iron Man, right? Because he's out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And the military that he's with, their vehicles get bombed. He His life gets saved by someone who his weapons killed that person's family. And he kind of gets stuck on this he he I, I I guess I do mean the word stuck. he gets stuck in this mm-hmm. lifetime crusade to write what he did because the persons who saved his life, his weaponry killed his family so that that is huge but what what does that step up and do um it's it's kind of
1: it's kind of like a domino effect. You know, it's like you spend so much time stacking up these dominoes. They might get in people's way, but you're, like, getting what you're, like, focused on getting the task done. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the domino effect. Once one thing drops, other thing goes. All the other ones start going. And sometimes there might be a mess up. Like, one will go in the wrong direction and none of the other ones will fall down. But they go in there and you have to fix it. And...
0: I just—I had always wondered if I could make the ultimate weapon and sell it to the military and make a billion dollars.
1: Someone's going to find a way to...
0: Would I do that? Is a billion dollars worth what that weapon's going to be used for?
1: I would say no.
0: No. A billion dollars is pretty sweet, though.
1: Yeah. But, but it's
0: still not worth what that weapon could be used for. It's not worth the
1: human life.
0: Yeah. So, you start out, but where this leads to, it actually leads to the creation of Iron Man. Yes. And it, it's him starting the shift out of this, I'm going to build weapons and make a lot of money mindset, to I'm going to start doing something that's better. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, now, I, now, admittedly, I may I may be missing something from Iron Man 2, because I haven't yeah. finished Iron Man 2 yet.
1: I vaguely remember Iron Man but 2.
0: But what is the next conflicting moment that happens in a life of Tony Stark.
1: Some of the whiplash is targeting Tony Stark because he like destroyed his life. Yeah. Right? Was it was it a weapons thing that destroyed his family or was it like economics and taking
0: he, He's trying to rebuild. Quints. He's trying to make his own Iron Man suit, right? Yeah.
1: Like he fired him or he fired someone Or he took his ideas. Well,
0: I thought all of this spurred out of the whole Jeff Bridges character, right? Isn't there somebody connected to Jeff Bridges that? No, what it was, no, it was the guy that they brought in as the arms, as the weapons expert in Tony Stark's Mm -hmm. hearing, okay? And he's trying to be Tony Stark, and he's working through Whiplash to do what Tony Stark's doing. And then, so then that's the next moment in Tony Stark's life, right? The social thing Mm -hmm. that he has created this thing. So what does he choose to destroy it or does he choose to use it properly and fix how it's being used wrong? If you watch Iron Man 2, it gets to the point that he tries to continue to perfect his new weapon, Mm -hmm. Iron Man technology, to overcome... How it's being used wrong. Yeah. All right. The next thing that I know about Tony Stark having this sort of social conscious debate (laughs) in himself happens after the Avengers. And Mm -hmm. it actually happens as a result of the Avengers. So let's talk about the end of the Avengers for a moment. Okay. So what happens? What happens at the end of the Circovia? right? They save... the Age of Ultron? No, it's not. Is it Age of Ultron? Where is it that they end up in this foreign country and having in this big superhero battle?
1: That's Age of Ultron. That's like, that was going to be my next comment.
0: Well, maybe that's the one that I... what Does what it the,
1: starts, the movie starts off with him and Bruce Banner creating the next, like, Iron Man suit that well, Jarvis was going to go into. And it was going to be like its own thing. It was going to go and help... Protect the planet.
0: Which one is the one where they try to create, like, the world protector?
1: That's the last what I'm that's describing. Asia, that, right that's now.
0: what they're describing right now. Yes. So they try it. So Tony Stark has this conflict of interest that he wants to create something to protect the entire world, mm-hmm. right? And his idea is social conscious of taking care of the entire world. So that's Age of Ultron. Yes.
1: What
0: is the, what is the ending of Avengers?
1: Thanos is like. I'm going to do this myself.
0: What? But who was the bad guy in Avengers? Loki. Loki was the bad guy in Avengers. Yeah. And then they have to fix. It's Loki that comes out of the way and they have to fix everything that he started.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So we are up to Age of Ultron then.
1: Yeah.
0: So, okay. So they try to create
1: mm-hmm.
0: the the world protector. So talk about that for a minute. Yeah. What happens from and that?
1: And then they they give it all the information in the world, like giving them all information out of Avengers and like different militaries and different like world organizations and Ultron gets a mind of its own and it views the Avengers and Tony Stark as being the bad people, seeing them as destroying places and then His mindset is that all humans are bad and he has to destroy the entire Earth to fix it. Mm -hmm. So, and everyone views it, ends up viewing it as Tony Stark messing up again. Yeah. Creating this thing that's going to destroy everything. And then they end up destroying it, but yeah.
0: But in destroying it, they also destroy Circovia. Yes. Yeah, which becomes the the social conflict that Tony Stark has to deal with in Captain America's Civil War. Yes. So it it if you look at all this big Rick, this is uh, every Avengers movie is based off of Tony Stark trying to deal with how to per- protect, protect Earth, right? Yeah. So Cause we're getting there. We're getting to we're the, getting final, the final, the yeah. final uh, spoilers. Tony Stark's conflict, social conflict, but then comes, but then comes the Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. So Captain America Civil War, he signs the Sokovia Accord because of what they did, and he becomes like kind of like holy and just over yeah. over the Sokovia. Accord and his social conflict is him trying to ratify all the collateral damage that happened because of the Avengers fight in Sokovia
1: and he gets that mindset again because as you said in the first movie It was the motivation of the the guy who saved him the doctor in the jail with him saying that his weapons destroyed his family Mm -hmm. it was that woman in the hallway at the high in the university saying this is my son who was helping people in zokovia over the attack of your ultron Mm -hmm. and that helped him kind of like get that mindset again why he signed it because he knows anything that they're going to do even though they might save the world they're going to destroy part of it
0: yeah and it's him trying to justify all that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so then, they work through all that. They realize what's happening. He's d- Does he start to reconnect with Cap in Civil War?
1: Vaguely at the end. Yeah. When he realizes what like Cap is doing with Bucky and stuff. Uh-huh. It's like a mutual respect thing.
0: Because oh, well, there bam, because there comes the other thing. It's the other uh, conflict point in Tony Stark's life, mm-hmm. right? Because he's starting to get closer with Cap, and then he realizes what—that
1: Bucky Winter Soldier.
0: Winter. The, let's say it right. That Winter Soldier, Soldier. killed his parents. Yeah. And so that's this sparks the backlash again in him fighting against Cap, right? Mhm. But then he it it starts to resolve, he understands the conflict and and we get to the end of the Captain America Civil War that there's still conflict between Cap and Tony Stark, but Tony Stark doesn't omit things that he did to help Cap. Yes. So you you start to see the, the restoration. But then the conflict keeps going. And it moves into uh Avengers um is it what what was the first one?
1: Infinity War. Infinity War. Okay, we're going skip are we, we're skipping over M three, right? Because we don't know. I haven't I watched seen, it once and I, it was it was definitely. it was just more of a relationship between him and Pepper and huh. then him saying he was going to destroy all the suits, but then he didn't. <laughs> because there's so
0: there's okay so even in iron man 3 there's that social impact of do i give this up because of love or do i continue to use this for the protection of the greater good yeah so even it it, it exists in that and i've seen that movie like once and they (laughs) destroyed the mandarin in that movie hopefully Uh that they repair that so but now um infinity war yes So there's this whole conflict again, that there is the big bad, and the big bad becomes the reason that they all have to work together and fight together. But we can't even talk about Affinity War without going back to Spider-Man Homecoming Mm -hmm. and to start to build up the relationship, the social connection of his relationship with Peter Parker. Yeah. Because that comes into a huge mm-hmm. play in an Affinity War. So talk about his relationship with Peter Parker. Yes.
1: So as we all know, if you're familiar with any of the original Spider-Man movies or the Spider-Man storyline in general, Peter Parker doesn't really have a father figure to look up to. His parents died when he was very young and his grand uncle Ben died when he was in his teens so he didn't really have a father figure to like look up to when he was growing up in like a very influential time so in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies that new father figure is Tony Stark and like they kind of help each other kind of grow closer mm-hmm. and Tony Stark kind of finally starts to look toward him as like a son type figure Mm-hmm. Because, you the whole thing, it's Tony kind of growing up to, like, become a parent because he secretly kind of wants to. So, that's what Spider-Man is for him, is, like, a son mm-hmm. because he's, like, I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, but he starts it's to build that relationship. and so, son
1: relationship. And
0: he, he helps him become the hero that he's going to be. And then, so that relationship becomes a conflict point in, in Affinity Wars. Mm-hmm. Because you see Tony Stark crumble because he couldn't save Peter Parker, which becomes
1: a plot the, the, the social major... plot point yeah.
0: in end games, which gets us all the way up to end games. Mm-hmm. And everything about the work that Tony Stark is doing is about, about what.
1: Peter Parker. Is
0: about saving Peter Parker.
1: Because he was very resistant about just looking into the possibility of time travel. Because he didn't want to lose his daughter. Uh-huh. But then he was washing dishes and he pulled out a picture of him and Peter Parker. And he's like... Then he like he was like, okay, no, I have to do this now. Because he remembered like a big part of what helped him become a very in like a major part of him with like the father figure type thing again. So yeah, that's when he spent his whole night looking over the possibility of time travel. Mhm. Yeah.
0: And it becomes the thing that they end up saving the world.
1: Mhm.
0: Because of his 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 social conflict within himself because of his relationship with Peter Parker. And then You get to this moment. Now this is something that's important in every faith practice. You have the struggling person that finally gets to his point of redemption. And in my sermon today, I talked about the apostle Paul, who was Saul and he was a persecutor and he had these ideas and he persecuted people. And then Jesus Christ came and gave him new sight and he saw a new way. And that became the important part Iron Man gets that redemptive point because he starts out in in Iron Man 1 at the very beginning as the arms dealing United States appropriate arms dealing Mm -hmm. billionaire and then he becomes the savior of the world. (laughs) Talk about that the his final decision of the social conscience mm-hmm. and and endgame.
1: Yeah, when yeah the final battle it was kind of like a moment yeah like a moment of redemption for him. He got to be with Pepper for more his final moments were with Pepper and he got to see Peter Parker for the last time. When when he came out of the thing he was like oh Mister Stark we got like all dusty and then we were back and the magician was like we gotta go here you know and mm-hmm. then like he saw him and that was like it was really emotional we got to hug him but i think that got him in this mindset i can't lose these people again
0: mm-hmm.
1: so when his final fight with thanos and he got the stones it was kind of yeah it was the last redemption moment for him it's like he got to see everyone who led him up to that moment In that final battle, and remember everyone who helped him lead up to that moment. Mm -hmm. And he snaps.
0: And saves everybody, but he can't handle the extreme pressure. like the whatever.
1: Uh, uh, it's whenever.
0: Electromagnitude that happened yeah, in that moment. Would, yeah.
1: They described it in the Guardians movie. When all the stones are together. It's just this like. It's too powerful for one person to handle. Mm-hmm. hmm That's why but, even Hulk got, could handle for a little bit. But his arm was destroyed. Yeah. And Thanos' arm was destroyed. The stones are just too powerful.
0: Yeah. And there we are. The entire Marvel universe exists around Tony Stark's social conscious of Mm -hmm. dealing with reality from start to finish. And now, and I'm going to tell you, even after the death, Edith. Edith. Even in death, the hero.
1: Even. Even. Edith. Even if. And. Even in death, I'm the hero.
0: Yeah. E I D T H Edith. Even in death the hero.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Is there an A in it?
1: Edith. Even in Death, I thought it was I'm the hero.
0: Okay. Well anyway, Tony Stark is even still important to the storyline after yeah. he dies because then now it becomes Peter Parker's responsibility to uphold the uphold the social drive conscious that tony stark had
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's yeah even dead on the hero is just without tony stark making that iron being kidnapped and making that iron man suit for the first time nothing would have happened
0: without mm-hmm. the
1: domino effect yeah yeah once he made that suit for the first time everything just kind of
0: fell into fell place off. yeah yeah Well, that was fun, kid. That's Comics and Chrysler this week. Your name is...
1: Rick Davis. Your name is...
0: Michael Davis. Have a week.